Hey, Shawty, let me holler at you. All right, welcome to Shorty's, Angela. Hey. How you do? How you do? I'm good. You know, you might hear Angela a lot on the Shorty's episodes because it's just easier for us to pop in. I want to get all the documenteers in on this. Do you guys hear that? He just called me easy. Yeah, you. It's cool. I mean, to me, it's cool. You're easy with me. Thank <laughs> God. But what we're talking about today is going to be the oldest documentary, short documentary of any documentary, probably ever. I think there might be a few more that are older. Maybe we'll get to them. But folks, we're going back to the 19th century with this one. Yeah. We're watching one of the earliest films in history, and it was made by a pair of French brothers named the Lumiere brothers. Okay. They were pioneers. In 1895, they released a film in a French theater. 1895. Wow. Thomas Edison at the time was also working out motion pictures and Mm -hmm. stuff. I got to say, if you compare and contrast what the Lumiere brothers were doing, and their material seems to predate a lot of Edison stuff, the Lumiere brothers are a little better at it, I got to say. And uh, up in Paris, oh gay Paris, making movies. But a lot of them were like experimental, basically just showing that you could do these things. That's cool. You're about to watch it. I've seen it. It doesn't take much to watch. It's less than a minute long. Okay. But it's called The Arrival of a Train at La Chata. I think I said that right. I think everyone at some point has maybe seen this. Maybe in some school setting. I was going to say, I think at school, like in art history or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be involved in that somehow. I mean, now I noticed, Angela, when you were watching it and the train was heading like down the line, Mm. that you didn't jump up out of your seat and go, oh God, the train's going to hit me. No, I didn't. I noticed you didn't do that. It was almost like you knew the train wasn't going to jump out of the screen and hit you. Right. Well, there's some lore behind this movie because this was the first motion picture that most people saw at the time. Yeah. That allegedly, when people were in the theater and this came on, that people were jumping out of their seats because they thought the train was going to fucking hit them. That makes more sense to me in a theater than, say, me watching it tiny on a computer screen and it being the first time you've ever seen it before. And back at the time, there were photographs were very serious things and there were still people who believed crazy things like you shouldn't get your photograph taken, that there could be weird things involved with photographs or it like took part of your whatever. So I can understand why people might like just think it's totally real or be confused 
or scared by it. Well, you've never seen anything like that before. Well, I want to. That's pretty much probably just like a myth. That's the the lore around this, but it's like something that's very commonly said around this image. I could see people being like freaked out by it. I think it was probably some, yeah, but maybe freaked out because like, oh my God, there's moving pictures on a giant screen. Not necessarily get up and run, the train's going to hit us. Okay, that's true. But we know that film, especially when you're seeing something that you didn't think was possible. It's fun to think that dumb 19th century Parisians thought a train was going to jump out of a screen. I mean, I don't even think had to be dumb to think that when you were a kid the first time you ever saw them... a movie did you think it was gonna come out no after because you? i grew up with television from the time i could see i mean from like you know i saw a, i didn't have trouble seeing i saw right away but i knew what images were on a screen was normal it's not normal and maybe they were uneducated it's and thought myth. it was some kind of hoodoo it's a myth bullshit and was scared by it it's a myth no one was really thinking Myths? that the Lumiere brothers. Can and- be based in reality. <laughs> Maybe it was sensationalized. Maybe one woman screamed and jumped or fainted and then everyone made a big thing about it. But I believe that somebody got freaked out about it. And I'm just saying. You just want to believe that people thought they were going to get hit by a train. Okay. If it's not real at all, why do people say that? Because, because it's sensational and it's easy to get away with missing. Yellow journalism is like all over the all over the world at this time. Mm. Yellow journalism? Yeah, like bullshit journalism. We think it was all shitty. We always think that journalism is at its worst now. And yeah, it's pretty shitty, but no, it was actually always been kind of bad. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, they just raised it up. Also, maybe to hype it up to get people to maybe... It's so realistic. It scared the death out of this woman. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I... Yeah, of course. A horse is a horse. Of course, of course. But I also can see people being like, oh my God, it's real. Well, I guess it is. I mean, it is a, a real image of a real train. It is also black and white, though, and very grainy. So it doesn't look like reality. Picture wise, very impressive for 1895. Definitely for, definitely for that time. It's a very interesting subject matter. Everyone was required to wear hats, apparently. 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 Because apparently. <laughs> required to wear hats? Like they made everyone wear hats for the video? Or you're that's another No, bullshit. no. It's just the 19th century and everyone oh, was wearing hats. Oh, just everyone's wearing hats. Well. And you see all men, too. No, apparently, there's a lady and a kid. Lumiere number 653. They made a lot of these, apparently. I'm watching it again right now as we talk about it. Whoa! (laughs) I really thought it was going to come out and hit me. Is it as scary as that time that we saw Jackass 3D and those dildos were flying at your face? Was that as scary as that? Yeah, I thought this was a big metal dildo. Then I saw people (laughs) coming out of it. (sighs) See, I like that guy's hat. Guy's got a nice, it's got like a tiny hat. I think I have a theory on the hats. I actually thought this while we were watching These are it. Some There's nice... a kid walking between like two grownups. I think one's a lady and, and the other's a guy. It gets a little blurry. But the kid at one point like covers its face. And I feel like there's just a lot of dust happening. I wonder what people are thinking as they're passing by. You do see people staring at what I assume is the camera. Whatever that looks like at that time. The camera's weirder than the train. I mean, people don't know what cameras are. Yeah, but it seems like people are looking, but then moving on very quickly. Or they know what a camera is, but not a moving camera. This reminded me of 
Remember when we were in San Francisco and we went to the pier and we watched all those really, really old videos on like the machines where you like put your eyes under. And you watch San Francisco burn. There was a fire one and then there was one that was just like a flapper lady like dancing. But at that point, that wasn't actual video. That was like photograph, basically like flip books. Remember the image of the horse running? Yes. That's probably like the precursor to this. But yeah, that was a fun place. Yeah. Also, I don't remember... I wish I remember what it was. It's like a penny arcade. Yeah, they had a ton of old arcade games. It was a museum. Yeah. It was like an arcade museum or something. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. Also, I should know more about this actual stuff because when I was in college, I did a summer at Williamstown Theater Festival and there was a show I actually worked on that was about the whole like race to make the first movie. And I saw it, I only saw it once. It wasn't like I was working on the show, so I don't know it very well. And how it was like Edison against like, I guess these guys. Yeah, yeah. the Lumiere brothers. Yeah, and it was a really cool set because it was all black and white. Like everything was like black and white and it like looked like a film reel or something, but The Edison eh. shit at this time looked real jerky, perky jerky looking. I got to hand it to the Lumiere brothers. Seemed like they kind of had it in the bag. I mean, listen, I would consider this like a real to life slice of this like one minute event no yeah. commentary yeah no one's talking that's what Music's... i love about it yeah when i see stuff like that now i got like a high tolerance for something i know a lot of other documentaries kills really into like purpose and point when he's watching a documentary mm. and i know but with like say hell county oh that's so good it was just life uh, that that's what documentation has to be i mean that can be done badly too But an interesting thing about a documentary is there's an aspect of a documentary that needs a plot like Nanook of the North, which we discussed Mm -hmm. around this time. I don't know when this will come out exactly. Where Robert Flaherty, he went up to North Quebec where the Inuits were and he did take some regular footage, but it wasn't like it didn't follow a narrative. So Mm -hmm. he wasn't satisfied. It was their life and it was their environment, but he kind of had to prop some scenes up. So there's a little bit of insincerity to it, but... I kind of love it when things just are flatly documented as things as it is in reality. Exactly. And and when you have that conversation about like, well, what is it about? Well, it's just about people. Yeah. In talking about Hill County this morning, this evening is brilliant. And that's what I loved so much about it is that it wasn't trying to tell you something. I feel like sometimes when a documentary has like a purpose and a point, it's because the documentarian is putting their viewpoint upon the documentary, trying to convince you of something, trying to get you on their side. Michael Moore is the king of that. Yeah. Like I'm going to show you these things to convince you that you should agree with me on these things. And for all that's come after Michael Moore, I don't think everything Michael Moore has done sucks. But kind of damn Michael Moore for all that he's inspired Mm. in his wake. Because we have, there's so much bullshit out there following the coattails of Michael Moore. And it may not be all Michael Moore's fault, but it's just, it's kind of like how uh quentin tarantino made his films Uh, and then there was like and then everyone wanted to be the next quentin tarantino so we got all this like bullshit like pointless violent movies Mm -hmm. with all these circular round shots of gun barrels shoved in the camera Mm -hmm. and it was like just the most boring bullshit that thought it was exciting maybe quentin tarantino should remake arrival of a train at la (laughs) ciotat Oh, but then there'd be like a whole story about like how one of those guys is going to rob the train and then (laughs) that kid holds the secret to the something. And when she grows up in 20 years, she goes back and like finds and assassinates all the people that. 10 minutes of 
10 minutes of dialogue about hats. Hey, you look good in a hat. You look at this film. There's so many wide-brimmed hats that you don't think about it. Now I see people in wide-brimmed hats, and it's it, it signifies, I guess, a certain aspect of hipsterism. Mm. Uh, if you look at, like, Third Man Records, Jack White's label here, and you look at, like, all the 45s of all the bands that are released on that label, mm-hmm. count how many people are wearing wide-brimmed hats. I see a dude wearing, like, a fucking Carly Simon hat. I just want to <laughs> yank it over his face and then punch him in the mouth. That's kind of a, a violent overreaction, but that's just kind of how I feel. That's not what I'm going to do, okay? Shit. Mess with that motherfucker, boy. But anyway, Angela, we don't rate short documentaries in a star rating scale. We sure don't. We rate it in baby Herzogs. I'm going to give this film one through three Herzogs. You're going to give it one through three baby Herzogs. And then we're going to combine them for best out of six baby Herzogs. What do you think of this film by the Lumiere brothers? Arrival of a train at La Ciotat. I think that's how you pronounce it. 1895. Man, this is hard. It's hard to judge this, I feel like, because it is only one minute. There's no dialogue. But at the same time, it's groundbreaking. True. Super impressive for the time and what it was. I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it a two. You're going to give it a two, which is, I guess, in an out of three scale is slightly above average. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a three. Okay. I'll give it a three. Let's <laughs> we, give it a three. We, we just want to hear that Whitney Houston Hell song. yeah, we do. I found the greatest love of all inside of me. I think every shorty we've done so far has been like a six out of six. That's cool. Hey. Who cares? It's fine. We got to play those sweet Whitney Houston tunes. I haven't gotten too much backlash yet, but I wonder if people are hearing our ratings and getting like, what? That's a what? <laughs> like now, on this or everything? Now, for movies like American Movie, that's a 10 fucking Herzog that's movie. That's a 10. And if you disagree even a little bit, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yep. Oh, and if you think Super Size Me is higher than, say, a 3, no. you, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Agreed. But if like, you think Nintendo Quest is any good at all. <laughs> you know... Nintendo Quest has been brought up so much <laughs> since we've watched it. I'm starting to think it's underrated because it seems to be influential because it just sticks in people's brains. If we ever revisit it, I may have to give it enough credit to raise the Herzog a little if we revisit it. I don't know. Ten-year retrospective. Yeah, yeah. What are the things that stick out the most? When- Nintendo Quest, American Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that's one we that got... <laughs> I think American Jedi actually ended up with kind of an average score, but it's another one that is brought up all the time. But it's way more interesting than Nintendo Quest, like, actively made me angry. We may have to... Shy Boys IRL. That's a good one. That's a good one. But I kind of think of them in the same realm. I think I'm going to have to establish a, a new rule... For 2019, we can no longer bring up American Jedi oh, no. or Nintendo Quest. Okay. That we have to lay the lay it to rest. But that's this film, Arrival of a Train at La Ciotat by the Lumiere Brothers, 1895. Lumiere. Lumiere? I think it's Lumiere because I think it's like the candle and the beauty and the beast. Is his name Lumiere? Lumiere. Lumiere. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not French. <laughs> Say wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Lumiere, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Croissant. Croissant. Keep on uh, how you say. Uh, a dokin. A dokin. 